Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. I actually am recording now. Hello, Hello everyone. <laughs> I'm Jim. Hello there, and I'm Tim. I said hello there twice. In case you missed it, that was three times. And okay, That's this is our certain point of view. And this is a special episode. We want to do a uh, well. Disney put out a list of the top twenty most important Clone Wars episodes that you need to watch in order to be prepared for the release of season seven. Which uh, Mia Culpa time? Do we yeah, got a Mia Culpa, Tim. We do. Do I gotta adjust these levels? They look good to you. Uh, I think they're okay. I'm going to adjust them. Adjust them. Go for it. Now people are going to be like, wow. No, oh, no, i got to turn it down. All right, anyway, Mia Culpa. What's yeah. the Mia Culpa, Tim? Uh, the, the show is not coming out Monday, February 17th, oh. as we originally said. It was coming out Friday, February 21st. Which, yeah. Um, so our countdown's all And wrong. we disagreed about that last time, and then we... No, if you hit update, well, just the okay. one countdown. No, oh, maybe. So, wait a minute. Say that again. What day is it actually coming out? February 21st. It's and then today is February the 14th. Happy Valentine's Happy Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. <laughs> so, so, make sure you get your Heroes Are Here uh, mail corset for the one you care about. That's right. Which is maybe yourself. Yeah. So, we are, uh, we're seven days away. Um, from the release of Season 7. Yeah. Seven's a prime number. Seven is a prime number. Season 7, seven Math. days. It's the seventh month of the year, so this is all adding up. Um... Do you have more news? Well, I feel we should tell them all that it's the second month of the year. Close enough. They're both prime numbers. And I'm right that time. Yeah, just yeah. two. Yeah, just two, kids. All right, uh, do countdowns real fast, or do you have any actual news? We're, this is going to be a hurried podcast, I think. Yeah, we're going to be moving uh, kind of quick here. Kind of quick here. I don't think anything else gigantic has happened in the last week since we've released an episode. I've had something interesting happen. I changed my ratings. My least favorite Star Wars movie is now The Last Jedi. What was your it, least it favorite? It replaced Attack of the Clones. Oh, Attack of the Clones was below Last it Jedi was for you. It was, yeah. Oh. Um, but I was re-watching Attack of the Clones. And it's not to say that I hate either movie. I just realized, as I, I was telling Tim earlier, um, the parts of Attack of the Clones I've, that are good are, are really, really good. So, uh, whereas The Last Jedi... I, I got issues with that movie that uh, are hard to... My issues with Attack of the Clones are the dialogue in certain parts. But Last Jedi, they're like fundamental issue, flaws. The issue with Last Jedi is the storyline. Yeah, like that's where you find fundamental flaws. So, and this is something... Somebody posted this the other day, and I wish I remembered who it was. And I'll have to go back and look at it. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Uh, <laughs> I have to go back and look at it. But they actually said every single Star Wars movie is good I alone. Like I do. Um, and you really run Jedi. into some of the problems... When you when you look at a couple of them in the series, like Last Jedi, Last Jedi creates some some discrepancies that are concerning, and people love the Last Jedi because of the reasons that it was good, which are the the visual aspects it are, was beautiful. are beautiful, and of course sound um, is always the gorgeous. people who who are really who were really gushing over the the Ray and Kylo Ren relationship, like they got that out of it. I so, like that part. Like those are the things yeah, that people are, really enjoyed. Um, the problem with the movie was the overall story within the saga and some of the the inconsistencies yeah. throughout the galaxy. So that was that was the big concern. Um, so right. it's, it, you can watch it, but it, you know it's when you when you stack them all on top of each other. That's the. So I don't know if that's really counts as news. Is that I replaced my least favorite 
<laughs> All right. So anyway, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, please make sure you give us a five-star review. Uh, iTunes is where most people listen, uh, but anywhere you listen, uh, make sure to subscribe. Save us. Even if you don't get a chance to listen to it, just subscribing helps our numbers and helps grow the podcast. And that's how we keep the lights on, right, Tim? Absolutely. Because we did not get a sponsor this week. The guy was busy, I guess. <laughs> All right, so uh, shout out to Gordon, as always, our engineer, and Arden, our sound designer. Um, and I think our country counts are all the same. I was looking at that. We got Aruba. I really like that. I want to go to Aruba. Yeah. Anyway, countdowns? Countdowns. Um, we said seven days till the Clone Wars. Yay. We are 80 days away from Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Yahoo! And uh, Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, California, August 27th is... 195 days away. Yeah. August 27th. And, yeah, you put Obi-Wan Kenobi on here, and we don't know anything. Nope. All right, so what are the top 20 episodes that um, the Disney says you really need to catch up on before watching season seven? Now, this is interesting because Tim pointed out to me from the list, nothing from season six. Nothing from season six. Which is interesting because they get into some pretty crazy storylines in season six. They do. Um, so what we're looking for is as we're looking through these episodes, we're looking to see if there's any themes. Yes. Um, that might suggest, and I don't think this is spoilery. What do you think? Spoilery towards season just, seven? Yeah, because we're just kind of speculating based on the, the episodes they put where the storyline might go. We don't, yeah, well, we haven't read ahead. We don't know anything. We intentionally yeah. don't read ahead, so we're looking at just the just episodes they listed. Smart. And if anybody, well, at this point, we're going to speculate based on the episodes they listed, so if you don't want to hear our speculation, um, listen to one of our other episodes, because so, I don't want you to not listen to our episodes, but just listen to a different one. Well, the first three episodes that they mentioned... Yes. Um, they, one is the pilot episode, uh, season one, episode one, Ambush, which we yep. talked about a couple podcasts back. Um, so this is kind of a clone-centric slash Yoda episode. Um, it's where we're really introduced to the clones as uh, characters, though, I think. And as people. In yes. general, yeah. As being humans. Rookies is the next episode, which again is a clone-centric episode. It's season one, episode five. And then the third episode is season two, episode five. The Landing at Point Rain. Now, this is the episode I gushed over. I said it's probably my favorite episode in the series. And again, this is a very clone-heavy episode. Now, Anakin, Zenek, Hayata Mundi, and um, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan play big parts in this. But Rex is a major character in this, a clone. And the how the clones operate as soldiers is, is a major. So right off the bat, the clones themselves and who, who they are... Uh, how they identify, how they develop individual identities seems to be uh, maybe a big factor in upcoming season seven. Yeah. Yeah. And then <clears throat> we continue the landing at Point Rain story arc, which suggests that Ahsoka and maybe Luminara, and who's Luminara's apprentice? Barra Sophie. One of my favorite characters who we've never really gotten a chance to talk about, but every episode I say I can't wait to talk about her. Um, this so is the one. This is going to be season two, episode six, which is right after landing at Point Rain, called Weapons Factory. Um, actually, then the next uh, two episodes, it's all in a row, season se uh, two, episode seven, and episode eight, so which are Legacy of Terror and Brain Invaders in yep. that order, respectively. And again, we're assuming that you've seen these episodes. Yes, we are. Um, so we're, because we're going to talk <clears throat> the about past, the storylines. Yeah, so we're going to recap a little bit um, for them. And this is a lot of uh, Ahsoka and Barris. 
getting to know each other exactly um, and developing their their friendship and their relationship it, and, and, and how Luminar. they interact. Uh, Luminar is a big, a major character in this who is Barriss's uh, a master. Um, so I, I'm hoping that Luminar and Barrisofi, therefore, are a big part. At least Barrisofi would make sense. Are a big part of Clone Wars season seven, um, because. Well, we'll get to it when we get down to some of these others. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll come back and <clears throat> and give my reason that we might not see her, but I, I, I do hope that we see her, but we might not. And I, I'll give my reasons for why when we get down there. I think we have to because, um, again, Brain Invaders season uh, season two episode eight, that is an Ahsoka Barris adventure. Yeah, I mean it's just the two of them on a ship with clone troopers and some stuff goes crazy. Um, but it is about how their friendship develops. And the episode before that is where they become friends. So, or the two before that. Um, so our next episode is the Mandalore plot. So that's kind of interesting because it brings, that's where we meet the Death Watch. Um, so, yeah, we'll look at some of the other episodes and see if uh, Mandalore or the Death Watch become significant in those things. And to continue on with that theme, the very next episode is still Mandalore kind of centric. It's about the Duchess Satine. It's uh, season two, episode 13, uh, Voyage of Temptation. Now, I'm running through these uh, episode names pretty fast. And it just occurred to me, Tim, we should probably post this list somewhere. We'll put it in the show notes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the, the list of episodes. Uh, so two times 13 just means uh, season two, episode 13. It is our... Uh... On our TikTok. It's on our... Oh, I forgot we have a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, you should check out our TikTok. What's it called? Our Certain View. Yeah. What's our What's our email? Our Certain View at, at Gmail. At Gmail. All right, so um, Season 2, Episode 13 is again about Satine. Now, Satine... <clears throat> uh, the title's interesting, Voyage of Temptation, um, because she's kind of that for Obi-Wan. So it'll be interesting to see why they want her, why they're saying it's important that you understand the backstory of Mandalore, and specifically Satine, because, well, spoiler alert, she dies in the series. Yeah. Um, so long before season seven, she's dead. So the next one takes us back to our theory that this is clone heavy. Yeah. Um, episode two of season three, called Arc Troopers. Um, and again, chronologically, this takes place after the episode Rookies in season one, but again, it's just kind of focuses on, um, the clones. Now, Obi-Wan and Anakin, Shakti are in this, but what it's about is the formation of the 501st and them, uh, defending Kamino against an attack by, uh, General Grievous and Ventress. So, it is very clone-heavy. In the next one, now this is interesting, too. Season 4, episode 21. So we've jumped ahead from yes. season 3, episode 2, to season 4, episode 21, with Brothers. Yes. Maul and Savage Press. And this, is, this was really interesting to me as well, because at this point, um, we don't have... So we get to know Maul again. We talked about this in our last episode. Yep. And all about these episodes. So if you, you want our, our deeper opinions on season these, they're all there. Yeah. But we're we're clearly going to have some, or, or we think we're going to have some mall interactions in season seven somewhere. So again, we're, I mean, this is a spoiler alert: uh, fate of Savage. He dies before season seven as well. But that doesn't—that's not on the list. 
the episode where he disappears? Yeah. Do you notice I just changed my word to disappears? No, he dies because the uh, emperor stabs him twice and then throws him off a building. Yeah. So it is interesting That's, that you can't come back from that. It's not like being cut in half and being thrown off a building. No, or that, through a hole. Well, yeah, Maul did get it worse than Savage did. Wait Anyhow. a minute. So um, the next episode is for uh, episode twenty-two of season four. Again, Darth Maul and Savage Press. Yeah. Now I assume everybody's seen Solo, and I'm wondering if we're going to see some uh, some more crime syndicate stuff with Maul. That's where I was going to go with this. So that's like, what I'm thinking. Is this is really Maul centric and not anything else? But what's not here, and it's what I kind of found interesting, is we get this Obi Wan Mandalore Satine thing, but they don't come back to the in these essential episodes. They don't come back to the fate of Satine and Obi Wan. Like it was it was kind of strange that they they. <coughs> That's a good Gave point. a little setup, but they didn't go past that. And I don't know why. Well, I was at the end. So we're almost halfway through our list. And as I'm looking at it, so the themes that I see coming up, um, we see the troopers. The clones are obviously they want you to know something about the back trooper, the uh, back, excuse me, the back story of the troopers. Um, oh, by the way, I lied. They do come back to that. I, I scrolled too fast. Well, stop lying. <laughs> They obviously want you to know something about the backstory of uh, Ahsoka and of uh, Barriss Ophi. Um, so, uh, and in the uh, trailer, we see Ahsoka taking command of a new unit of clones led by Rex. So I'm wondering if, you know, well, I think it's pretty obviously that that's connected. But what's kind of interesting here is, as you pointed out, the introduction of Mandalore, Satine, and Darth Maul, and like you, I suspect that they're trying to tie the Clone Wars to the end of Solo. Yep. How did uh, Darth Maul go from being a Sith Lord to being the ruler of the crime syndicates? So we jump uh, from the Darth Maul episode, season four, episode, or yeah, season four, episode 22, Revenge, to season five, episode six. Now, this was an interesting one to throw in there. This is where Ahsoka takes a group of younglings to get their first kyber crystals. Yeah. So again, we see some really, like, this doesn't really advance the story much, but it advances our knowledge of, like, Star Wars lore, of Star Wars history. Yep. Um, because, yeah, it just teaches you how do Jedi make their lightsabers. So that's, that's kind of awesome. So the fact that they consider that an essential one tells us that, um, well, that Ahsoka, again, is potentially a major player, which, yep. I mean, again, I think it's obvious. Well, and again, the... And you know, they, this is one of those things, and we didn't get to talk about this because we didn't do a season five recap because we're there's so much season five on this. I think this is kind of going to kind of serve as our season five recap. Heck yeah, this is our season five recap, everybody. Um, and I think that this is important. This is really important because the Jedi said we are generals in this war. Yeah. However, we are still Jedi, and we have to train the younglings and raise more Jedi, right? Train more Jedi and have this continuing, even though we're generals for the. For we the talk, Republic. We so. talked about the inherent problem of this, like why Ahsoka's generation of Jedi, Barriss's right. generation, grew up different because all they know is war. So there's an inherent contradiction in their training. And I think that they have a hard time, you know, what do they say, squaring that circle or whatever they say? Um, putting that round peg in that square hole. Uh, because you're peacekeepers. All right, your first assignment is go conquer this planet. Um, and Anakin's somewhere in the middle. So he's, uh, you know, he starts off in peace, but by the time he becomes a knight, it's all war. Well, and thankfully, the majority of their attacks are against droids. You know, like, it's just one of those things that I like. Like, the Jedi are going out and doing a lot, yeah. but most of what they're fighting are droids. 
Very true. We don't see them kill a lot of living creatures. Yeah. Um, very true. And again, I think one of the things that was designed to make the show more palatable to younger people, actually, um, was making the droids bad guys. But, all right, so then um, after, what was that? That was The Gathering, and then we have Revival, Season yeah. 5, Episode 1. So this is the small story arc that I said wasn't here, where we continue with Maul's uh, quest. Yeah, and to, to kill Obi-Wan. Yeah, so he goes after Obi-Wan here, um, which, if you're going to watch... Just a few episodes. Make sure this one's on the list. I love this episode. It, it's wild because we see a Jedi killed in yeah. combat by Savage Press. Um, and you see in this one we have uh, there's some really neat stuff. So there's some there's some uh, loss of limbs in this episode. Yeah. And at first you see something coming out of that limb and you're like, no, it's supposed to cauterize. And Star Wars fans freak out. And then you realize that it's not it's, it's not, not blood. blood or anything coming out. It's it's like mist. The it's like magic. Magics. It's yeah. the green magic of Mother Talzin from Dathomir, which is pretty cool. Um, that kind of tells you who's going to be losing a limb. But it just gives you that idea. So it's really neat. Um, some of the pieces that you watch, we get to see Hondo, who, uh, who we've gotten to know a little bit, and <coughs> who is in Rebels, um, uh, which is kind of cool. Yep. Rebels is awesome. Hondo's awesome. Yeah. Um, this is also, I, I found this interesting from a uh, Jedi discipline point of view. So Maul, this big story arc about how Maul has made Obi-Wan his obsession, and he wants to kill Obi-Wan, and he wants to kill Obi-Wan, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then they have the showdown, the Jedi's killed, and they fight, and crazy stuff happens, and Obi-Wan ends up back at Coruscant talking to the Jedi Council, and they're like, the war with the Separatists is more important, so forget about Maul. And it is interesting because it shows the Jedi emotional detachments, because Obi-Wan does. He's like, okay, well, that's not my job anymore. Yeah. But Maul can't let it go because he's a Sith. So I do like the they put a nice little bow in that with uh, here's the difference between the Jedi and the Sith. Um, so Because our next episode, again, Darth Maul and Savage Press. So this is Season 5, Episode 14, called Eminence. Yeah. Who, who do they pair up with? So this is where they pair up with Death Watch. Death Watch. This is this is very specifically so the episode again, I said wasn't going to happen. Mandalorians um, are important here. Yeah, so we've got three episodes here. And honestly, you know, I wonder if some of this is a blend because we just had the Mandalorian. If they're trying to to show that this relationship exists, you know, and, and give some backstory. I know it's a lead up to season seven, but if there's also something that will give information about that Mandalorian show and backstory and things of that nature. I think that they are at least going to give a nod to it. I right. think it's why Dave Filoni was so involved with Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, so that they can make sure that their story is tied in correctly. Exactly. So that'll be interesting. Um, and here we've already spoiled this whole thing, except for, um, does this have the amazing battle at the very end of it? Not yet. So, But they do have that episode as part of it. So this is I mean. episode 14, Eminence. Yeah. Um, what I think is really interesting about this is, uh, so Maul not only pairs up with uh, Death Watch, he pairs up, this is where the first time I think we see him pair up with the crime syndicates, which right. is important with Solo. So the Black Sun, the Pike Syndicate, and the Huts, uh, Maul pairs up with them. And uh, so Maul is building his own underground empire, is what's going on here. And is uh, we know the rules of Mandalore are whoever defeats the head of Mandalore becomes the Mandalore. Um, under Satine, they had gotten rid of those rules, but Death Watch was fighting to try to reestablish those rules. 
Which probably doesn't turn out in their best interest. No, it does not. Now we get to the next one, episode 15, season 5, Shades of Reason. And I love this about, and we've already, we've done this before, right, in our, uh, in our lightsaber talk and in our history of Mandalore talk. Well, this talk. is a build-up. This is, nobody gets killed in this episode. Well, I mean, nobody important, I think people get killed. We're the lawless, episode 16. So 15, okay. we'll just anyway. skip over. This is where Satine is imprisoned by the Death Watch. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan goes undercover and he ends up getting imprisoned as well. So now let's jump to The Lawless, episode now, uh, 16. Okay. For some reason... this is where... Right. I thought that happened in the... I thought, I that, thought it was 15 at first, too. I think it might be. I think this... I, so I think that in it's in either 15 or 16, Maul kills uh, Oh, you're Vigilum. right. You're right. Um, yeah, that's where it happens. Because then there's a turn... Like, that's the big, the big piece so, there, is that then... This is one of my favorite things about the Mandalorians. We've talked about this before, is they are, for the most part, they are... Well, I, I say for the most part. They're dedicated... Period. Who? Mandalorians. Yes. Mandalorians are dedicated. Now, we have a, a split in Death Watch at this point yeah. when Maul kills Vigila. Yeah. Because you have some of them who are like, no, you're not a Mandalorian. You can't be in charge. And others say, no, he, he, he followed yeah. what our rules are. He, he can be in charge. Of combat. And both of those sides are very dedicated to Mandalore yeah. in one way or another. Like, they're it's all not... extremists because they're all Death Watch. Right. And now they're splintered extremists. Yes. Yeah. And... and... Talk about good writing. Oh, yeah. Like, this is not shallow writing. This is not just kind of nonsensical, ah, this happens and then people get upset. Like, th- this actually, you see this in the real world, where uh, these different political groups become divided as their leadership changes and stuff like that. But, yeah, to, so to just recap what Tim said, Maul takes control of part of Death Watch, and it turns into a civil war. Um, and then the next episode, this civil war is going to, well, which originates just within Death Watch, we're going to take that up a notch, aren't we? So episode 16, season 5, is called The Lawless, and it's a great name. Because what does Maul do? So now he's technically the, the leader of Death Watch. By Mandalorians, by their own law, he has assumed the Darksaber. He has taken control. That fight, by the way, was awesome. Previsula was... Uh, oh, yeah. He did not go down easy. But once Maul started to win... It went it was very over. quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, not quickly. It went very slowly and painfully. That's where step, you know, breaking arms and stuff like that, because Maul knew he had won. He's a Sith. He, he enjoys hurting people. Yes. That's why Darth Vader can't get the plans in Rogue One, because he has to take a moment to enjoy killing the people. So the Sith are their own worst enemies in that. Um, but this didn't work against Maul in this case. So now we're at episode 16, though. So Maul's in charge, and what happens? He's got Obi-Wan in prison, and of course his whole goal this whole time is, is to, to hurt. Hurt Obi-Wan. To hurt Obi-Wan. And eventually kill Obi-Wan. Like, that's what he wants. That's all he wants. And Obi-Wan, in all the times we've known Obi-Wan, has only shown romantic interest in one person. Duchess Satine. The Duchess Satine. And somehow Maul seems to know this. If not, Maul still knows that Obi-Wan protects all the innocent. And in this episode, uh, then we're starting to do recaps because I'm getting so... I love the story so much. Well, we haven't done a season five recap. That's why we're... Oh, you're, you're right. Yeah, this, this kind of is. So we're good. Once again, Tim is right, and I'm crazy. My hero is here is cutting off my oxygen, and so I'm having a hard time thinking straight. But do I look like a Greek god? Absolutely. Cerebus? Yeah. <laughs> is he a god? <laughs> Happy uh, Valentine's not. Day, Tim. All right, anyway, this... I, it's so messed up. It is. It's so messed up. 
This is the worst. Um, Obi Wan, do you want to describe? Do you want me to describe? What do you want to do? This this is this is one of the most. In fact, somebody posted a video of this the other day. It's hard to watch. And I sent it out um, to Jim, and I sent it to my little brother I'm Jim. with the captions of. Hey, somebody posted this this morning. I saw it, Depressing. and it ruined my day. Yeah. And Misery Loves Company, so now you have to watch this also. And it was, was this scene. I enjoy these depressing scenes. Like, so I got excited. I was like, oh, yeah, this is that part that's really, really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I Although, don't. when you sent me that scene from, uh, or showed me the scene from Rebels, that actually, uh, oh, that yeah. did make me depressed. Because that, yeah. Re- I, I'll tell you this. I love Clone Wars. I love it. It's my one of my favorite parts of Star Wars. I like it far better than well, I like it better than Rebels. But that there are scenes in Rebels that are probably better than any of the scenes in Clone Wars. And that's why I think it's a shame people kind of overlook that show. And that show, scene you showed me from Rebels is one of them. It might yeah. be better than anything or more powerful emotionally than anything we see in Clone Wars or in most of the movies. In a lot of the matter. movies, yeah. It was yeah. it's huge. Very and you have to compare like you it. can't just jump to these scenes because no. they don't have that meaning, which is something I'm going to talk about at the end of the this. Characters. But you have to know these characters and then understand who they are and how they got there and then it's, it's wild. Then um, so we're back here and Satine. So Maul brings Satine into the throne room and then uh, force, he force pulls her run. to him, right? Doesn't he? Yeah, and he's got her suspended in the air behind yeah. him. And he's sitting on a throne and uh, has Obi-Wan brought in and forced to his knees. And then he pulls out the dark saber. Yep. And he kills the teen. He force throws her forward so that she's impaled on the dark saber. And Obi-Wan has to watch helplessly. And this is, I think, the closest we ever see Obi-Wan really tempted by the dark side. Yeah, because she falls, but is still alive at this point. Yeah. Um, And if you pay enough attention, he kills her with a saber in the exact same location on her body where he kills Qui-Gon. Yep. And Obi-Wan is sitting helpless watching this again. Just like he killed Qui-Gon. That's a great point. I never thought about that before. Um, And it's the same same thing. It's the same reaction. Darth Maul has done this again. He's a jerk. And, you know, Obi-Wan is left essentially helpless because Maul and Savage Press are there. And also the Death Watch. The Death and Watch are the is, ones who are holding him. You know, yeah. of course, a Jedi is never weaponless, right? A never, a, a, they're never without. Yeah, but he's got two force. Sith and but a it's bunch a big of difference. Like he can't. <laughs> he he he. He's clearly outmatched. He's likely not going to to come out winning that battle if he, well, he tried he it. Was, he was bound and on the floor on his knees with two Mandalorians holding him down. I think. Right. Yeah. Well, and he could have forced shoved them away. And, he uh, could have. But there's a whole or different maybe thing. Maybe he couldn't have because maybe Savage or I've always wondered this: if the reason why they don't do more force pushing in the middle of the fights is because they're actually suppressing each other's force power. I don't and think they're suppressing. That's why it takes so much like focus I, to I fight. I think they're force wielding the saber and trying to anticipate the moves. And there's so much force use going into the actual sabering that they can't do force. That pushes. they that they can't do much else. Yeah, it's, I, I always, it's always in moments where they've fully locked. Because if you notice, they're fully locked in with their sabers, and then one of them yeah, can real quick them, like, do a force push. But struggling. that's about it. Yeah. Um, I've, I, in my mind, I always like to imagine that there's two fights going on simultaneously. Yeah. One is the sword fight, but one is the force. Um, and that's where, like, so if you see Obi-Wan on the ground in this, that maybe Savage is helping keeping him there. Right. Um, or so maybe Maul to a degree. There's definitely other stuff going on, for yeah. sure. Um, so he runs over, <clears throat> and again, uh, just like with Qui-Gon, she's not gone yet. She's still there. She's still alive. Well, she and has he last has to, words. Yeah, he has to go over to her, um, and she tells him 
that that she loves him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She says. I, and he I, says, I know. No, he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, what a mean thing to say to the dying woman. It's one thing when you're the one being put in carbonite. But um, sorry, I'm trying she, to bring back a positive spin here. So she, she does say, "I loved you always. I always will." And she dies in his arms. Yeah. And, and then, then he's he's just taken away after that. Yeah, they put him back in. Well, they take him back to his jail cell. Right. And then we meet someone who is destined. We talked about this in the history of Mandalore, and again, well, in another place. I won't say where. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to her sister, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, yep. Um, Bo-Katan will eventually become. I'm gonna. I can say right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She eventually becomes the leader of Mandalore. Right. Um, so she eventually gets hold of the Darksaber with events that all take place in the show Rebels. Rebels is Clone awesome. Wars. Yeah. So that might be a bit of a spoiler, because Clone Wars doesn't touch on that. Rebels does, who, right. where Bo-Katan ends up. But either way, Bo-Katan... Go watch Rebels. Bo-Katan is uh, Satine's sister. She rescues Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan end up, uh, ends up escaping, um, and... Well, somebody's become aware of Darth Maul's presence. Who is that? His name uh, starts with a D-R something. Do you remember? Yeah, Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious Sidious shows up because he's gotten word that his former apprentice has returned, and there can only be two. So he's decided that Darth Maul has kind of overstepped his bounds, and when he finds out that Darth Maul has his own apprentice, one of the best... Throwdowns in all of Star Wars. Sidious shows up on Mandalore himself, <clears throat> Palpatine, and he fights Savage and Maul simultaneously. Now, all of this is outside of the view of the Death Watch. Otherwise, he would have been the leader of Mandalore. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, he wins. Yeah, he wins. He wins. And you can, I love this scene because he wins, and you can see that, of he course, he's doing it. stuff, but he's he loves it, and he's, it's, yeah. it's, it's clearly effortless for him. Yeah, he's enjoying himself fighting these two Sith that we have seen kill Jedi. Um, oddly enough, I think we saw Savage kill more Jedi than Maul. Maul we saw kill Qui-Gon, and I don't remember him killing any other Jedi. But yeah, Savage killed two on his trial. He killed at least one other. Um, Savage killed at least four Jedi that I know of. I think four. Anyway... Um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. So Sidious fights them both. He kills Opress, and he just smacks down Maul, and Maul is groveling. I mean, he is electrocuting him, he's doing all the fun stuff, and Maul is groveling before him. And as far as we know, until Solo, Maul falls out of canon at this point. Yeah. And so it's interesting that Disney said this is, these are essential episodes, because, obviously, I think they're going to bring Maul back. Do you want to speculate is, on what they're going to bring Maul back to do? This, I got some speculations. This is the last time we see him in... In canon. In, in, in the solo. series. Yeah. Ever, in season anywhere. five, season six. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we do see him one more time in Rebels. But we don't need to talk about that. Right. Um, we see him briefly in Rebels. Well, not just briefly. We see him quite a bit in Rebels. Yeah. Actually, so never mind. Sorry. Um... <clears throat> But Solo is, we see it, Solo is in between Rebels. Yeah, because the events and, uh, of Solo happen before Rebels. So correct. until Solo, it's, uh, he, he falls out, and we don't know why. Let's and I, I have speculation as to why as well. Maybe so, we leave the speculation until the end. My speculation doesn't... Mine ties into some other aspects. My, my, my of mall this? speculation. Of, the, uh, of why Disney picked these 
episodes. Oh, same with me, yeah. Okay. So you want to talk about it now or wait till Yeah, let's go, go to it now because I think this is the next part is going to take us through the end of Barisophy. our Barisophy. You think Maul with Barisophy? I think they formed the nebulous uh, the, of the Inquisitors. Interesting. Um, because I always, one of the Inquisitors looks like Barisophy, but they said it's not. They confirmed it wasn't her, but it looks a lot like her. And I think Barisophy, uh, I think once that kind of was out there, maybe some of the writers are like, what about, we never did say what happened to Barris. So Last, my... But we haven't talked about, that That episode's in here, and we haven't right. talked about what happens with That's Barris. why you're going to wait. Yeah, yeah. My, mine's a lot, a lot different. I think her and Maul so pair up. We find out in Solo that he's in charge of all the crime syndicates. Yep. And I'm wondering if that's intentional. I'm wondering if that becomes part of Palpatine's plan. Palpatine wants to overrule, wants to rule over everything. It's an interesting. And now that he's taken control of Maul again, idea. he could say, "All right, you've already started in with with these, with these groups." So are the Huts in league with Palpatine eventually? No, because remember the reason why they have to tread well, they, lightly is because the Huts control a lot of the space routes that the Republic and the Separatists use. That was the. That was the whole story. The whole thing with the, with the Clone War in Republic. But versus, obviously, the Empire uses. Yeah, those Empire doesn't routes. have those problems, and the Why? And, and Vader is. I mean, if the Huts are strong enough to resist the Separatists in the Republic, I would think they're strong enough to give the Empire a little bit of problem. I know the Empire could crush them, but. I think that, and it comes up a bit in the comics. Like Vader directly goes to them. I don't know that he he controls them, but that that was my thought was that Maul <clears throat> was sent to do that. Who, and it, yeah. it may or may not ultimately fail in the long run, but, but I think it succeeds for a while. And I think that's what really happens. Um, that's my guess, is that the Emperor sets him to task, because otherwise, why would the Emperor let him live? Interesting. Let's talk a little bit about these other storylines and then get back to that. Because um, I want to see if it all ties together. So next episode is Season 5, Episode 17. All of these are going to be Season 5 from now on. Um, so episode 17 is called Sabotage, which there's this whole story, but I think the part that's important, important is at the very end of this episode, uh, Soka and Anakin are called back to Coruscant because there was a terrorist bombing inside the Jedi Temple. And this yep. is going to start a crazy storyline. Um, Ahsoka, let's see, uh, they're, so they're investigating and... Um, the suspicion falls on a mechanic. They go to investigate his house and his wife, and his wife gets murdered. The mechanic died in the explosion. Um, and this gets really complicated. We, uh, we see Tarkin, and at this point, he is Admiral Tarkin. Grand Admiral Tarkin? Just Admiral. He's oh, still working just his Admiral. The okay. Um, but uh, because this uh, woman is killed, the wife of the mechanic, Ahsoka ends up becoming a suspect in the entire bombing plot. And this, uh, I think this is one of the most important story arcs to who Anakin becomes. Because Anakin is, you know, trying to tell her, no, I know Ahsoka's innocent. But the Jedi Council is like, well, she, we got our suspicions and they arrest her. And uh, I think he feels really betrayed by the Jedi Council. And to a degree by Obi-Wan, who's kind of, you know, Obi-Wan being Obi-Wan is uh, counseling moderation. Let's see what happens. we got to do an investigation. And, of course, Anakin being Anakin, he's upset. And he's, you know, you and I were talking about this offline about Anakin is, how did we say it? Because I thought it kind of nailed him. He's a guy who's unhinged, who's trying to be trained to be calm. 
Right, and yeah, like, what we were talking about. State, so the, the conversation that... came up with Hayden Christensen because Hayden Christensen gets a whole lot of flack for being a bad yeah. actor. Or whatever. And uh, you know, we both agreed we don't think he is. Yeah, and I don't think he's a bad actor. Um, he's no, he's character. no Ewan McGregor, but you know who true. is. Very so true. that's a whole different conversation. Right. But I don't. I I think there was a lot of poor dialogue in the prequels. Yeah, and that kind agreed. of falls on him. However, when you see Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor wrestling with it, when you see uh, Liam Neeson wrestling with dialogue, then you know it's right. not the actors. It's not the actors at this point. So yeah. Hayden Christensen really plays his part because who is he? He's this. He's supposed to be this this guy who who is trying to be devoted, but to the to the Force, to the Jedi, but is, is really really struggling with yeah. that, and and keeps getting pulled one way or another, and is trying to trying to give this false, oh, yes, I'm under control and I'm with the Jedi. Well, he's also got a bit of a god and complex. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be all over the place. And yeah. I, I think that, I think he's actually portrays that really, really, really yeah. well. I, I mean, I don't, well, <laughs> there, there may be no wrong way to portray this because this is an impossible thing to predict. Uh, so this is a guy, from the time he's a child, people are telling him, you know, we think you might be the chosen one. It's got to mess with your head. He's already naturally Before stronger. that, he's nine years old. He's a slave. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, so this is like a, a fantasy, all of a sudden thrust into a fantasy world. Um, but it, at the cost of his mother. He loses his mother, you know, first, you know, just physically, and then later, completely, when she dies. Now, do they ever actually tell him he's the chosen one? Yeah, they say it in council, I think. Well, maybe not. I think that's just Obi Wan and Qui Gon there. Obi Wan says to because him, at the end, but maybe he's he says maybe that to, he had never he says said, it to Obi Wan, yeah, not to. Okay. So I don't I don't know that anybody before Mortis actually says that to Anakin. Now I'm sure it makes its and way around Mortis, to him. Mortis, they forget what he he forgets. Right. It. So there's well, a whole. I don't know if he forgets that part or not. Right. I feel like he did know that he's being kind of seen as either way. Either he, way. Yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, he's a more powerful than most Jedi. Um, Maybe than all the Jedi, um, we don't know. I mean, he's still young, right? Um, so he's got to have, and he's emotionally broken, profoundly and deeply broken, and he's trying to not be. And no force on in, in the universe apparently can fix him emotionally. But anyway, my point is, the arrest of his Padawan by the people, the Jedi Council is. One of the very first, or one of the seeds of, I'm not sure the Jedi are the good guys. Right. Um, and she escapes from prison. And we know Ahsoka's a good good guy. She's, she's on the light side. Um, and Anakin, at this point, I think is still on the light side. Um, but they feel the correct thing to do here is to violate the wishes of the Jedi Council. So the seeds of dissension are there. Right. Um, and she, he actually helps her escape from prison. And um, so she goes on the run. This leads us to our next episode, which is To Catch a Jedi, uh, episode 19. And uh, this is wild. Ahsoka's in the underworld trying to figure out who did bomb the temple. She's following up on leads. And she comes across a bounty hunter, former Sith. Yeah, Saj Ventress. Saj Ventress. And they, they kind of are buddies at first. And then this is where stuff gets crazy. They seem to work out some sort of business deal. Asajj is really just kind of out for her self-interest, which means she's kind of neutral now. She's not really particularly evil. Um, she's, right. she's kind of neutral. The, the, um, but they make out this deal, and then it appears that Asajj attacks Ahsoka in this warehouse. And this is one of the only fights Ahsoka straight up loses. 
Um, this dual-wielding Sith with a hood attacks her, and it's Ahsoka's uh, lightsabers, but it turns out it's not, I mean, Asajj's lightsabers. But it wasn't Asajj, was it? Nope. Who was it? Barris Ophi. It's uh, Unduli's apprentice, Barris Ophi, yeah, Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's good friend. friend. And we hadn't seen anything from this girl, but we know that um, Unduli and Barris are very, and they're training, very legalistic. Very, very black and white, very legalistic. And Barris has come to the conclusion that the Jedi are wrong. Yep. So to her, the the correct thing to do, the light side thing to do in a way, although she does embrace the dark side by the end of it, is to resist and to fight. And it turns out she's the one who bombed the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Um, so Ahsoka finds us out, but she is beaten by, um, by Barris. So Barris is pretty... Pretty wild, dude. And uh, so we get down to the last episode that Disney said. So this is number 20, and it's episode 20 of uh, season 5. And it's called The Wrong Jedi. Because uh, Ahsoka is, once again, taken prisoner and sent back to the Jedi. And she's put on trial. And this is where we get a good view of the Jedi guards, the guardians with the yellow uh, lightsabers and all that. But uh, Anakin figures it out. So he goes to confront Barris. And we see, it's kind of cool because we see what a Padawan's quarters look like. And it's very, yeah. very sparse. And as you'd expect, it's just like a pad on the floor to sleep in. And then like one box. And then she has like this weird vase. And what, do you remember what she had in the vase? No, I don't. She had two red lightsabers formerly belonging to Asajj Ventress. Oh, yes. And she tries to use them on Anakin. And the truth is, they throw down pretty hard. Uh, they end up fighting their way out of the temple. Like, they break through into this area where I think younglings were. It's like a garden or something. And then finally, Anakin, it takes him a little while, but he finally puts the smack down on Barris. Well, and I think, honestly, kind of, this goes back to the Mortis episodes. I don't think that Barris can, can hold against Anakin truly. I do. I don't. Because I because not, she beat Ahsoka. And not Ahsoka at, held not her own her, against some of the best. Not at not at her not at her level. Yeah, but Anakin's a different True Anakin. I mean, Anakin's a different level. Anakin's one of I, the best. I at really any think level. that That's Anakin I think this is one of this so when I look at this, I look at this as one of Anakin's most controlled moments of I need to beat her. Without killing And him. I need her alive and because he she's the evidence. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, he does end up defeating her without killing her. And, um, and, I remember he like forced and it's the way to save Ahsoka. It's the way, it's the way to keep Ahsoka. Correct. So there's self-interest on Anakin's part here. Yes. Because he's violating the Jedi order um, and trying... Because they're like, no, she's on trial. And you remember Tarkin and Palpatine are the one pushing for this trial. Because they know the wedge that this is creating and for Anakin emotionally and throughout, the, not only Anakin, the entire Jedi Order. Right. Because Barriss is not entirely wrong. Now, I say that. She, she killed innocent people. So she is wrong and she's evil. But her, her, her ideology is not yes, wrong, her but her actions were water. definitely wrong. Correct. Yeah. So I don't, 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 yeah, you can blow up innocent people if you're right. No, I'm definitely not saying that. But, you, yeah, her arguments hold water. She's got some genuine criticism, which goes back to my point. She and Ahsoka are raised in an age of war while being told, you are peacekeepers, we're about peace, we're the good guys. So that there's an inherent contradiction here. Right. Palpatine has set up the perfect scenario to destroy the ideology of the Jedi. Absolutely. Um, and so that's the, the last episode. So uh, it ends with one of the most powerful emotional moments of the series, of any again, of any Star Wars moment. 
And uh, so they end up having to find Ahsoka not guilty. And they're like, yeah, we're going to not only restore you as, uh, as, you know, in the Order, we're going to raise you to the rank of Jedi Knight. Yep. And what does she do, Tim? She rejects it. She says, no, you're not the people I thought you were. Yeah. It's, and it's beautiful because she and Barris come to the exact same conclusion and then go down exact opposite routes. Yes. So Ahsoka determines that the Jedi are wrong and she just simply leaves. Um, Barris determines that the Jedi are wrong and she becomes basically a Sith. Right. Uh, she becomes a dark force wielder. Um, but that moment when she tells Anakin that she's leaving, that is one of the most powerful moments. She's walking out of the temple and the sun is setting and he's just standing there. And, uh, you know, we're five years into the series, and she had become, you know, my favorite character. My daughter was instantly in love with Ahsoka. Ahsoka's her hero. It's who she wanted to be when she grew up, that sort of thing. Um, so, of course, I've got this really soft spot in my heart for this character. And it was heartbreaking to see her treated so poorly by the people she had fought for for years. Since and this she was is, a little child up until she's like in her late teens. This is one of my this is one of my two problems, and this is actually my biggest problem with this entire list. Yeah. Um, so for anybody, you know, we probably could have said this at the beginning. This list, I think, is intended to get those who are not diehard fans ready for the show. Or those who are really, really diehard fans and have seen all of the episodes, these are the 20 to remind yourself of. Yeah. But these aren't the only 20 to watch. And one of the things that I think, if you were watching these 20 episodes alone to get ready for season seven, one of the big things you would miss is the relationship between um, Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah. Because if you watch the... Um, uh... Yeah, because they build. They Their relationship builds and builds and oh, builds yeah. and builds and builds over five seasons. That's That's huge. Did you watch the unreleased episodes? The ones that the animation's only partially done? They're available online. A little bit, yeah, yeah. One of them, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are on a quest to find a Kyra crystal. They're hard to watch because, again, the animation's barely done, but the stories are interesting and the voice acting's there. Right. Um, even though the audio is quality sometimes bad. But he talks about it. They're out camping one night because they're like having to go on foot. I don't remember why. But um, Anakin's having a hard time sleeping. Obi-Wan says something along the lines of, I can sense there's uh, unease in you or, or something's not right. And he goes on this long tirade about how he can't believe how the Jedi treated Ahsoka. And it's, oh, you're talking about the later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they, didn't, they never finished that one, so that's not in season six, I don't think. I, I, it's one of, I think they called them the unreleased episodes or the unfinished episodes or something like that. But um, it's very clear. Yeah. yeah. That he that this what happens with Ahsoka it's is devastating for him. To the point where this is where he really looks at the Jedi Council and says, I don't know if you're the good guys anymore. Because you falsely accuse this girl, you treat her terrible. Um, and Barris's complaints aren't entirely wrong. So obviously you're training these new Padawans wrong. Um, yeah, so yeah, I Plus, I like this story arc better than I like, oh, I couldn't get married, and they said, I can't get married, so, and she's going to die, so now I'm going to be a Sith Lord. Yeah, I like there's it a better whole, where we see well, and it the comes, Jedi are wrong. It, it brings that more, more into focus as well. I couldn't save my mother. I that's not because of anything the Jedi did. Right, but what I'm saying is I couldn't save my mother. Yeah. I couldn't save Ahsoka. I've had a vision that Padme is going to die, and he's the only one that can help me. Yeah. I can't lose someone else. Right. And I, I mean, and that's like it all builds still into that same moment. I agree. I just, 
I really, really, really love what the Ahsoka part adds because yeah. it adds that very specific and particular and important part of you can of turn against the Jedi. Specifically, the Jedi are the reason why you're you can't do this. Right. Um, so, it, it, like, they are sometimes the bad guys, and we see that when uh, in Revenge of the Sith, we're from in, uh, you know, a certain point of from view. From a certain point of view, it says, you know, to me, the Jedi are evil. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Which is, I think, even more of a reference to what happened to Ahsoka than does to any of those other things. Um, But anyway, well, the spying on Chancellor Palpatine and all that. And the attempted assassination of Chancellor Palpatine is the way he's choosing to view that. Yeah. Um, So so that's where we're at. now. So yeah, I do think Barriss is important. I think Ahsoka's important. The clones are important. Maul's important. Uh, Mandalore's important. What else we got? We gotta kind of wrap this up, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, so those are the big things. We have Maul, we have Barris, we have obviously Anakin stuff. But um, again, you're, you're gonna miss some of that relationship. The clones, some of the clones are huge. The first four or five episodes of season six um, are pretty important, and we'll cover those next week. Yeah. Um, before the series starts, we'll have that that one last one. A lot um, of force lore in there. So you don't, I don't think you're gonna need most of season six for season seven. But the first few episodes about Order are still are still that. pretty powerful. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a great season. I mean, they're yeah, it's, it is power packed. for, yeah, so for being a short season, um, which is what we're hoping for for season seven as well. And I, I really, have they announced? I'm going to give episodes? you a little more. I think it's twelve. No, yeah. I want my twenty-two. So, my my speculation is this season is going to be heart wrenching. Yeah, nonstop. Um, and and, and I've, yeah, I think you're right. You know, so that's that's. I mean, it can't me. help but kind of end on a dark note, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll maybe see how Ahsoka ends up. I I, I want to know how Rex ends up as well. They won't show that in this. Escaping Order sixty six. Maybe they'll give a kind of explain how he escapes Order sixty six because he's out of the military by the time uh, sixty six happens. But so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, so anything else we need to add, talk about? I don't think so. I think that's it. So seven days from now, season seven, before now and then, we plan on doing a recap of season six, which, again, is a short season, so shouldn't be too much. Um, hopefully we'll get a sponsor back by then because, you know, I like getting the giggles for the entire episode. Yeah, that'd be swell. That'd be swell, guys. All right. Um, I don't know. I'm hesitant to hit stop. I feel like we're missing something. I don't think so. We got right. it. We are, we are ready for season seven. Again, if you enjoyed it, uh, five-star review uh, helps grow the show. And we need that because my children need food. Yeah. We need, so we need Heroes Are Here to come back. Um, and it's my dog's birthday, so shout out to my dog. My dogs. Yeah. And Happy birthday uh, dog. Yeah. All right. So for now, and for always, I guess, I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And this has been Our our Certain certain Point point of View. We're going to say anything cute at the end? This is the way. This is the way I've spoken. Remember. The Force will be with you. Always. Say goodbye, Tim. Goodbye, Tim. Goodbye, Tim. Audio 1.